Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. This is the Coffee Schmooze Podcast. I'm your host, David Phillips. I'm going old school today. Solo pod, no video, just me and the microphone. Sometimes you need to do that. Sometimes it just needs to be you and one mic. And the flow of expression flowing through you, being an open channel for God or the universe or whatever to flow through you and together to make art. The individual and the universal coming together to create expression. Hopefully, so the listener will laugh while walking their dog or working on the treadmill or, you know, doing push-ups and sit-ups. Lying in bed with their significant other, smoking a spliff, having a drink, looking at the ocean, staring into the sunset, whatever it may be, I am here of service to you. This feels good for me, hopefully it feels good for you, and together we will make some art. I just this morning I had a um, iced shaken espresso from Starbucks. My girlfriend and I have been into these recently. These ice shaken espressos. It's like this icy drink from Starbucks that gets you. It it gets you up. Talk about a wake up call. It shoots you to the moon. It's like a, you know. My girlfriend, a funny woman, said it's the national it's America's drink right now. And it's probably true. It's it's every Starbucks is probably promoting the same iced shake and espresso. And people all over America are probably drinking this iced shake and espresso. So we're in complete unity on that respect. Doesn't matter if you're white or black, Latino or Asian. Republican, Democrat, Independent, Green Party, we can all enjoy an ice shake and espresso. Just be sure you're by a bathroom if you haven't gone already after you drink it, because that gets your insides moving. So I'm off one of those right now, and I'm enjoying it. I like it. I'm not, I'm not above Starbucks. I'm not above Starbucks. I'm not above pop music. I'm not above the, the universally great shit. No, I don't need to like all these little things that nobody knows about. You know, I I like the Beatles. I like Bob Dylan. You know, I like the ice shake and espresso. So that's what I'm doing. I'm kind of gearing up for today. I have a big, big computer day. I gotta I gotta sit in front of a uh, I gotta sit in front of a um, I gotta sit in front of a. Uh, a um a computer all day. I gotta do that. I gotta. There's a. I'm gonna be in I'm on the Zoom Zoom hearings all day. You know, some some of some clients I represent are gonna be deposed by the other parties. So I gotta sit in front of sit in front of a computer and go objection, objection, objection. Attorney client privilege. Objection. You know, it's a, it's an antagonistic procedure. It's it's 
it's it's a violence. There's a violence to the law, which is which is um, you know, it's a nice it's a nice place. You see, I ugh. so it's it's you know, and even though it's a forum where you can ex- use your anger to fuel the expression of your argument, I still don't feel like you know it's a. I don't feel like anger as the direct material is really productive. I feel like if you take anger and you convert it to to some sort of power and then use that power to create something, that's productive. But when you're just serving anger on a platter, it, it rubs people the wrong way. Even if you're right, even if you're right, like my friend the other day, she she said, hey, Friday night, let's all get dinner together at this restaurant. So me, my girlfriend, we went to the restaurant and my friend was 45 minutes late and I was so pissed off. And so I, you know, I'm very comfortable with this friend. So I, you know, I, I wrote, I wrote a pretty stern text being like, this was fucking, this was fucking bullshit. I expect an apology from you. You know, I mean it when you get here. And then even though I was right, I feel, I felt terrible. I felt terrible for doing that. I made a vow to myself to never do that to anybody else again. Because even when you're wrong, if you, if you communicate in anger, you come off as the asshole. The same thing happened to me with um, my cousin who, who, you know, hit me up for rushed legal advice. And then when I wanted him to send some of my videos to his friend Kelly Slater, he blew me off and didn't even respond to my texts. I I reacted in anger and, and publicly called him out in an Instagram video on YouTube on uh, during the pandemic and I came off as the asshole. Even though he even though I was wrong. See the thing is no one likes no one likes it when you react in anger cuz it's they receive the anger and the anger, the anger, they're reminded of the other times they've been hurt. It's just a hurtful thing. It's just a hurtful thing. So you can't, you can't, you can't, um, you can't do that. But it's crazy how art reflects life and life reflects art and vice versa. Like I've been meditating on the idea of anger and rage, you know, and then last night we watched are the we as me and my girlfriend we watched the latest episode of the sopranos and what do you know it's about rage you know or or um you know i another example is i'm i'm uh so i wrote a book and then i was it took me a long time to like just gather up the courage to start talking to people and share people about it and i wrote what I saw on the internet was to be like the minimum word count, which was 50,000 words. But also a lot of articles say 65,000 words. So I talked to a guy who's published three books. He's a writing teacher. He's from the Bay. Cool dude. He was like, oh, you really want to get to 65,000. And I got so sad because I had worked so hard on this book. And I thought like, you know, I thought I was like, I was like, this was a good enough finished product that I could share with the world. But it turns out I was wrong. And not that it, it's not shareable. It's just it feels a little short. So 
I was really upset and I was like, cause I, I've just poured so much of my life into this fucking book. And then, you know, I started yesterday, I started writing and I found moments where the, the words just flew and like the answers came and I found places where I could fill in the text and I really started writing. And then I was reading this book by Rick Rubin, The Creative Act, which is his philosophy on being creative. And he was talking about um, this passage he was talking about was the ecstatic moments of the ecstatic where you, you're cre- creating and you're looking for moments where you're just alive and like you hit that lick where you're, there is excitement and flow. And I had just experienced that. And that gave me a lot of comfort moving forward that the, the adding of the words and deepening of my book won't be as painful of an experience as I'm projecting it to be. And for that, I felt incredibly grateful. So it's just amazing how it's, you know, there's everything, there's all these reflections. And it's, is it, is it just because if you go through things, all wisdom can apply? I don't think so. I think there's, I think there's more, a little bit more intelligence and intentionality than you'd, you'd think. For example, I had a friend who, um, Yesterday, he uh, he told me that he proposed to his partner. And uh, for one, I just felt overwhelming happiness, like so much love and happiness. I was I was really affected in the heart space for him. It 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 really um, it, I really, really connected with it. I really was like, wow, this is this is so beautiful. I'm so happy for your love. Like it was like, it was, I I felt tremendous happiness for him. I was like overflowing with warmth and, um, and love. And just, I was, I was just so happy for, for my friend. And he told me that he prepared the, um, he prepared the proposal and he got a photographer, you know? And so, you know, they're on the beach and he's walking and he's, he's going to propose to his partner and his partner looks and, and sees the photographer and is like, no, no, I don't want to take, I don't want any photos. I don't want any photos. So my friend was like, no, get the photographer away. But then there was a woman who took the pictures from her iPhone from far away and walked up to the couple, this newly engaged couple and gave them the pictures. And I'm like, that is the universe. That is the universe. They both got what they wanted. His partner got what he wanted, and my friend got what he wanted. The partner didn't want the photos for the engagement, so no photos. But my friends still got the the photos that he wanted, and they were even better because they were raw and they were they were unprofessional, and it was they were candid, and it was it was just some it was just a beautiful event. And you go to a, you go to a lot of weddings, you you go to a lot of weddings in your thirties, and I haven't even gone to that much because I'm a little bit of a loner, and a lot of my friends haven't been. Where a lot of us are late bloomers, we're not getting married. My all of my best friends have have not been getting married. This spam, this 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 spam in this world will will just get you, you know. It's just, it'll just get you. You just get these. You get these trash phone calls all the time. But anyways, it was amazing to see the universe work that way. 
and you, you anyway, so you go to a lot of weddings and 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 in in weddings wedding the weddings hit each wedding hits you differently and you feel a different you feel a different type of love or lack thereof for each couple. And it's hard to not be judgy at the weddings. It's hard to not be judgy. It's hard to not be a judgy because when you analyze, it's hard to not incorporate judgments, personal judgments. Because when you're judgy, you end up just kind of hurting yourself. But it's hard because it's your family, so there's so much love there. Or if it's your friends or I don't know. Weddings are crazy. It's just the whole – the weddings are crazy because it's just a moment in time that's so – that it's just – it's just a moment in time. It's a ritual. And there's like a lot of beauty to the ritual. And I get why people want to do it. But it also really doesn't work out for a lot of people. There's a lot of divorce. Um, but does that mean you don't get married? You know, or that, that you don't do the ceremony? Even though that there's a 50% chance... That you may get divorced. Still, if there's at the time you want to get married, you should fucking do it. Get the fucking get the ring. You know, do the do the whole shtick. Why not? You get one life to live. Um, but they're you know, they're in. T- it's weird because it's I I I think the there's something special about the weddings for the the person who's going because you're you're really going to bear witness, right? You're going to bear witness for the ceremony and celebration of two people's commitment to each other through life, right? And the and the work and intentionality that comes with that. That's what you want. But, you know, the cool part about it is that you get to see people that you see maybe once a year. And that's nice. That keeps it going for those type of knowings, for those type of relationships. Just knowing them is is a uh, is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. So it's exciting. It's all good. Everything's good. Everything's good. I'm I'm starting cardio. I've started running. I've started doing cardio. And, uh, yesterday I ran for the first time, just raw, just running raw. And I got to eight minutes, eight minutes. And so much of it is mental. So much of it is like your mind saying, oh, I want to stop. I can't do this anymore, but you have to keep going. You have to keep going, but I could only do so many of the push throughs, but cardio is crazy. Cardio is crazy. I mean, it was my brother-in-law said something to me when we were in Mexico. We went surfing a couple times, and I was talking to him about his exercise routine. He says he does cardio four times a week. I was like, whoa. And he's like, yeah, because what is surfing but just cardio? And I never thought of it like that, but of course that's right. It's just cardio. I never thought of it as cardio because I just didn't think of it that way. Because whenever I, I would never, it's never like I would be out of breath. When I was surfing so much, it was just that my arms would get tired. But, 
you know, maybe my arms wouldn't get as tired and painful if I had better just heart, cardiovascular, lung strength. I don't know. Um, but so that was interesting. So I'm going to, I'm going to be a runner. I'm going to run. I'm going to jog two to three times a week. It'll just be better. Right now I'm holding Moisha. He's a sweet man. He's a sweet man. I'm holding him over my head. He's just hanging, looking at me. Moisha, what do you think? What What's going on? Moisha, say some words. Moisha. He's on my lap. I've never podcasted with Moisha in my lap before, but Moisha likes to sit in my lap when I work a lot, and it's it's really just kind of a it's a special relationship. He's really a good friend to me. I'm very grateful for him in my life. He teaches me a lot. He teaches me a lot. And sometimes, more often than not, I feel like he can understand English. And I'm just, he just has so much compassion and love. And I'm just so flattered. I'm like, what did I do, you know, to deserve someone as great as you, Moisha? You're so great. Such a, such a king, such a king, such a, such a, such a spiritual Buddhist, such a rabbi. He's not really a rabbi. He's more of a Buddhist. Or maybe, I don't know. He's like a Buddha, like a little Buddha, good Buddha nature. So it doesn't, it feels so normal to have a pet. Like I would never, I never would imagine, it feels so normal. It's like, this is my dog. But when it's crazy because when you have a pet, you're never alone. You're always you're always with with your with your friend, and that's that's a wonderful feeling. And they they're so small, but they they have so much control. They're so small, but they have so much control. And I'm I'm always like, who were you in a past life, and and why and why did I get so lucky? To have you, my dear friend. And it was really a really a blessing. Really a good time. But yes, a lot of work to do today. A lot of grinding. Um definitely gonna get to the gym. Definitely gonna get get my little workout in. I'm gonna do what I have to do. And you know, sometimes you just need a solo pod. Sometimes you just need to get it out. Get the get the fastuckies out, you know. Get them out. 